What's going on, guys? TieFly85 here again. And I'm T-Rex87. And welcome to the MGK Podcast. Uh, and hey, guys, so today uh, what we wanted to go ahead and let's just go ahead and get it started. Um, so the first uh, topic up on today is the... We actually have a um, rumors going around, so more rumors. On the last podcast, we talked about uh, basically there was rumors about Obi-Wan and the Boba Fat with Lucasfilm saying that they're putting basically a kibosh on all of the standalone films. And then there was another rumor stating that, you know, no, this that, that was just a rumor. We're not putting stuff on hold. Well, now there's a new report um, that we'll pull up right now that you'll see here on the screen uh, that we'll go over a little bit. But it's a basically saying that uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan spin-offs movies rumored to premiere on Disney's streaming service. So, what do you think of that, TRK-87? So, here's the deal. I think that this is actually really smart, um, personally. Uh, I, I am glad to hear, like, Lucasfilm said, like, no, we're not canceling any of our spin-off stuff. Um, I know you had said that the, they potentially were canceling some other Moss Eisley thing, and that's kind of where this rumor came from. But this could be a great way to to launch their streaming service and have like a go to show or something like that. If it's like, I don't know if it's gonna be a show or a movie, but something that'll get people onto the streaming service. Because honestly, I mean, as cool as a Disney streaming service sounds to me, I don't know if I can justify ten bucks a month. I mean, other than like say maybe my kids, I don't know if I can justify ten bucks a month to to, to pay to watch a bunch of Disney movies that I've already seen like a thousand trillion times. Um, and so if they're going to have like new original content, it's going to be cool, good stuff. Like say like star Wars. Um, I could see that being a really good TV show, dude. What do you, I don't know. Like, well, the, the biggest thing overall for, for the streaming service, cause I remember we did have this conversation before the mm -hmm. biggest push that they could do to kind of, you know, push back against Hulu and, and Amazon and Netflix would be for them to do original programming because that's what everybody else is doing, right? You got Netflix with Stranger Things, you got Man in the High Castle on Amazon Prime. Right. Uh, as far as Hulu goes, I mean, what what do you got? I, I don't know what their exclusive is, but I know they have some, uh, which are pretty <laughs> awesome. But um, as far as it goes, though, I mean, everybody has original programming, so it only right. makes sense that Disney would kind of pull in their own original stuff. I mean, they the, have th to, This could be the right? point where Disney could pull in originals on a bunch of stuff. Like, imagine them making a Finding Nemo uh, animated series or a, uh, you know, um, a, a freaking – think of any Disney movie that doesn't have a television series. Disney could make it into a television series now because they have their own streaming service, and you know people are going to pay for it and watch it. I mean, okay, if they had compelling, good TV shows based upon movies I already love, I mean, I mean, like, here, so I know we, I know we're getting a live action, like Aladdin movie, um, at some point, but I could totally go for, like, an Aladdin theme, you know, like, an Aladdin, uh, a television show, you know, that has, like, the genie and Jafar and just, like, different stuff, I mean, it, like, I could go for something like that. Um, that incorporates like some of my favorite characters. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be live action. Well, the, the, the only thing I, I say for that is if have have you are you familiar with Once Upon a Time? Yes, and yeah, I, I mean, watched like, the first two the... seasons or first three seasons, I think, and then I, I lost interest. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was a pretty good show overall with them trying to pull in all of the the, the Disney characters and stuff, or just you know storybook characters. No, it was really good until it started. Like, it, I I don't know, I I don't. 
anybody, if you like Once Upon a Time, I'm sorry, but there after the first few seasons, like around the time I think they got to like Hook, and maybe things changed up, but they they sort of started falling into like this trope of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, where like the what, what's her name? Is it Maleficent or the Queen, the the bad lady? Um, <clears throat> she'd be she'd be evil. And then she turned good, and then she'd be evil again, and then she turned good, and then she'd be evil again, and it was like over and over again. I mean, the only real redeeming point in that show uh, was uh, Rumpelstiltskin, in my opinion. I really liked his character, and and that alone was making. And I can't I can't remember the actor who played him. Uh, I it's know, the same guy from Twenty Eight Days or Twenty Eight Weeks Later. It's the I dad. know I really like the actor, and I can't think of who he is right now. But like, it, 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 really great performance. Like, if you haven't checked that out, like, I would at least recommend like the first couple seasons because um, it, it's really good in this in just that first few seasons, and, and maybe it gets better. Um, but I, I, I know we're getting like way off topic, so <laughs> <laughs> I'd recommend you watch the whole thing because it's really good. Is it? If you um, watch the current season, like yeah, the current one is up to like Frozen. Like they're doing Frozen. Yeah, I saw that. That kind of almost interested me. I, I like that kind of interested me. Um, I really liked Hook's character back when he got introduced. Uh, it does seem like a good show. I just like I lost interest at one point. And I just can't. Rumpelstiltskin though is hands down my favorite character of the whole the whole series. Yeah. Like he's the most interesting. Oh yeah. Because of his his plot points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did definitely get way off a topic there, anyways. But as far as it goes, I mean, when it comes to um, you know, the Obi-Wan and the standalone films with Disney, I mean, I think the major point there was everybody has original content, so it only makes sense that Disney would also have original content. Now, is everybody excited that that they would bring the Obi-Wan movie to a, a television versus the theater? I mean, what do you think of that? Would you rather see it in the movies, or would you rather see it at home as a weekly series or something? It, okay, if it was something, if it was a good, compelling story, like, sometimes there's stories that take more than an hour and a half to tell, and if you give give it time to d- develop, like, compelling characters and a compelling compelling storyline, and, and me and you were, were chit-chatting about this uh, at one point, um, where we you, you had this theory about like it, it, it could go to the story that Obi Wan is actually Ray's father, um, you know, and and it could like set up like that whole scene of events. Oh, and, and that was actually why we got onto this topic was because there was a rumor that uh, Ewan McGregor was spotted on the episode nine set, uh, and he was reportedly. I mean, like reportedly, the only role he could come in as obviously is to be like a Force ghost. Uh, but that's like where that was kind of that kind of conversation kind of led us was like oh well maybe that's what the movie or whatever is going to be about. Um, you could tell a really good story there and, and tell about the, like, what happened to Obi Wan um, while in between episodes uh, three and four. I mean he didn't just sit in his hut on the sand planet the entire time on Tatooine. So, well, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's what my story. That, that's what I was telling you was that like, what if it ended up being where while he was there during his isolation, looking after Luke, is that he ended up having a child, and then ergo it's Ray, and then somehow we'll all get shocked because I know everybody was expecting it to be some major character, and Ray was going to be some major character's daughter, you know? Right, I mean? and he was just like, nope, your parents were yeah. like. Jokers. Your parents were nobody. Yeah, and which could absolutely be untrue. It could just be a lie. Yeah, oh, I, I'm I'm gonna half say it was a lie, and his his memories like I, as far as the events go, either he doesn't remember it and his memory's been wiped or something. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm sure that's probably how they'll end up saying, like, oh, you know, you forgot about that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a really compelling thing. Like, as much as I would love to see an Obi-Wan movie, I almost think I would like to see an Obi-Wan TV show more. You know, something where I could come back, like, week after week and <laughs> come back week after week and uh, and see what happens next, you know? Um, or if, it, if they go Netflix style and I could just binge watch it for, like, two days, that'd be even better. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree. I, I mean, it, it could be pretty interesting overall to see a, a standalone TV series versus the, the thing. Uh, moving on from that, though, uh, we do have Disney reportedly won't take risks anymore with Star Wars directors, even though uh, I would say the directors that they originally took risks with were, could have potentially been better than the directors they did stick with. Um, but some of the biggest things that they're trying to point out here is that they're they're wanting to stick with veteran producers or you know people who have been in the industry for a while mm. but it's kind of one of those things is like what what do you consider a veteran per, or you know director when you had Gordon Miller who was supposed to do the solo film who they ended up firing who had done you know 21 Jump Street 22 Jump Street and then you had you know Garth Edwards who was going to do Rogue One who had end up doing um, what Godzilla for Warner Brothers it was like a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Mm -hmm. These are big budget movies. You know what I mean? They may not be Star Wars, but these are massive, huge budget movies. You right. made a lot of money. And then Colin Trevorrow, perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. He's supposed to do Episode Nine, but they ended up firing him for J.J. Abrams, and he just came off the success of freaking Jurassic World, not Jurassic World Two, Jurassic World, right. the original one. For, you know what I mean? And that was a huge, massive opening for June. Like it was massive. So it, I just don't understand where they're getting from being okay. like, we need, we need. So my my opinion on that is this is a knee jerk reaction to Solo, is that because it didn't do as well as they were hoping, they had somebody in Disney, some some corporate guy had the, it was a knee jerk reaction saying like it was the director's fault, you know, basically. Um, and saying that like, we're only going to probably, in my opinion, it would be like, we're only going to hire directors. We know will make us money. <laughs> like, like that's, that's, that's what I see being said from Disney. Um, I don't know. What, what do you, I guess, what do you think? I mean, the, the crazy part about that is I can totally agree with you as far as the, the money point of it. But like, you know, when you bring in little Opie Cunningham to try to save your solo film, and it, it still didn't make the amount of money thinking that you're going to bring on this massive, huge director who everybody knows his name, mm -hmm. and it still didn't make the money. I don't see where that you can make that an argument. Not you, but you know what I mean? Like, you no, can't make yeah. that an argument. Let's bring in some, you know, pro professionals to make, this, to make this work, and then you bring in a professional, and it still doesn't work. Right. And, and I, I just think, it, I think at this point they're looking to point a finger at something they're trying to find a reason like a, a, a reason a something to blame for why this movie that they they knew was going to do well didn't do that well you know like um they're just trying to find a reason and, that, and that's what happens it's like you know, like somewhere the finger gets pointed and they're like well it has to be the director and then, I mean, it couldn't be the you know the fact that the guy that got cast looked and sounded nothing like han solo i mean like nothing like harrison nothing Ford. And, nothing and, I mean, honestly, like that's a those are some big shoes to fill. Like those are that's a tall glass, and 
you, I don't know that there's anybody out there that could replace Harrison Ford. Honestly, it's such an iconic role. Like, yeah, I don't know if there's anybody out there that could emulate that, you know, that, like, the way he talks and, you know, his voice and his mannerisms and looks like him. And, yeah, I don't think there's anybody out there that can do that, honestly. I mean, he's such an iconic actor um, that, I mean, even taking the role and making it your own, I get that, but... The way that this movie looked to everybody, nobody wanted to see it, and they, they just need to, I don't know, move on with it and, and try something different next time. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, when you can find other actors that look identical to, like, you know, a, I, I mean, it's it's easy enough nowadays to try to find a lookalike. Yeah. I mean, there, there's only so many genes in the, the genetic pool. Yeah, so. how many people are there, like 8 billion <laughs> people on Earth? I mean, I'm sure they could find somebody. You know, yeah, they, they, could have found, they could have found a no-name, right. a no-name somebody. You just got to look a little bit harder, I guess. Um, yeah, or, or just not make the movie, because that would have been fine, too. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I mean, and you know, actually, this begs the question, would this have done better on their streaming service as a TV show? Ooh. I, I could have gotten more behind that, I think. It's something you don't. I don't necessarily have to go like pay to see one time, or it's like you know I get to see like every week and kind of see that relationship with Han Solo and, and Lando and Chewie develop. Like that could have been really good as a TV I, series. I and, could see that being maybe interesting. They dropped the ball there. Yeah. Well, they're definitely dropping the ball on quite a few things. <laughs> well, moving on from that, uh, talking about uh, Jurassic Worlds with Colin Trevorrow, um, we do have the new Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and currently sitting at number one in the box office for the opening weekend. Uh, right now, currently sitting at a total of $150 million, uh, just in the opening weekend, which is a massive, huge number. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean it 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 definitely blew Solo out of the water. I mean, oh, yeah. it, I mean, yeah. I, I can't even see Solo anymore thanks to Jurassic World. <laughs> so. <laughs> so like, I mean, it did really good. I mean, I know you went and saw it, um, and I, I, a lot of what I've been hearing from a lot of people is that, oh my God, Solo did so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I was just looking at the numbers. Um, let me throw this up on the on the screen here, like. Total numbers, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, $150 million opening weekend. Total amount of money for Solo total, uh, $200 million. So, basically, I mean, from what I'm gathering from that is, like, nobody saw Solo. Um, I mean, it's, it's on, like, what, like, week, like, four or something like that being out now? Um... Actually, it came out, like, what, April 27th or something? April? So, yeah. Oh, it wow. came out it's like been the a last while, week. A while ago, then. I, I didn't even think it was that long ago, honestly. Oh, wait. Or was that Infinity War? No, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. It was, wasn't it so. I don't even freaking remember now. <laughs> uh, All I know is Infinity, in, Avengers Infinity War and Jurassic World superior movies to Solo. We'll say that. So. <laughs> Um, and just so everybody knows, um, we, I, I am excited to go see Jurassic World. I know Ty Fly already saw it. I'm going to go see it today, um, here in a few hours, actually, uh, with my wife. And so do expect a, a review of Jurassic World from the both of us. Um, we're going to do a review sometime this week. It, it might not come up for a couple days, but that will be there. Um, it'll be, it'll be just on YouTube. It won't be on like SoundCloud or the podcast or anything like that. Um, it'll be its own separate thing, but... Let's see here. I mean, 
It didn't do quite as well, I guess, as uh, the first Jurassic World, but it still yeah. did amazingly well. And I don't know, the reviews seem to be not as great as well. Yeah, so I was noticing that on when before the day that I went to go see it, I had pulled up or uh, you know like Rotten Tomatoes just to see because I was curious to see what the score was. Right, and it almost seemed like it was pretty evenly split. I think it was like fifty percent for critics and sixty percent for audiences. Mm -hmm. So I mean, to me, that seems pretty almost pretty even split there. Um, and when I went to go see the movie. Yeah, see, there it is. 50% and then 61% for audiences. 61%, so. Yeah, I, and I could totally understand the reason why. Now, I don't want to say anything here to, to give away any of the movie or anything like that, but I'll just tell you this. When you look at those numbers and you go see the movie, I don't think anybody can argue why that's that way. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to talk about that uh, when we do a review. I am, I, so when you initially told me about it, I was really not excited about it, dude. Like, after you told me, like, you were like, it was okay. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go see this now. Um, but I am curious to see, like, the points that you made and, like, what uh, what I noticed there and see if it, I don't know, see what my take on is on it, I guess. I'm going to try and go in without a bias, even though I clearly do have a bias. Um, I'm going to do my best. Um, so we just wanted to mention that about Jurassic World uh, just real quickly. Uh, this is something really interesting, this next article. Uh, and this is something Tyfly actually found that I had no idea about. I guess there's some sort of rumor flowing around that uh, Joaquin Phoenix might be in a Joker movie? Yeah, and it's it's crazy, though, because it also says that it's going to start filming in September. Now, the last that me and you had ever talked about the Joker was with Jared Leto. Right. And, and doing a standalone Jared Leto Joker movie. So it's a little interesting... When you see something like this pop up and you're just all like, what? What happened to Jared Leto? But then when you read the article, it actually talks about this particular movie and Jared Leto. So two solo Joker films. Now, it makes you wonder because it doesn't really go into detail detail. Is one of these Joker films going to be animated or is Joaquin Phoenix legitimately going to play the Joker on film? It doesn't necessarily say that, whether it's going to be animated or it actually is going to be. Because if you're going to have an animated Joker film, why wouldn't you just use Mark Hamill? So it does, I take that back, it doesn't make sense if this would be an animated film. Because you would use Mark Hamill as the voice of the Joker. Why wouldn't you? So this has to be a live action film. It leads me to believe it, it must be live action. What do you think? I can't hear you. Shit. If we're doing a walking, sorry. If you're doing a walking Phoenix Joker movie, um, I just don't understand. Uh, the, the, so is the Jared Leto Joker movie not happening? Is he just going to be like in Suicide Squad, um, like Suicide Squad Two or something like that? It, I mean, is this going to be? I know DC needs to get their shit together. Honestly, it is such a shit show over there. Like it's yes. so bad, man. Like. Like, you've got, like, all sorts of different stuff happening, and now they're talking about the, this Walking Phoenix movie might be happening in, like, a different universe than the than the universe they've already tried to establish, and it's like, it's like they can't d decide, like, what they're doing, you know? Like, it, every, every time they try to... It's like they're fishing in a lake, and every time they cast their line out and they don't immediately get a hit, they move to a different fucking spot... Uh, excuse my language. They move to a different spot and try it again. You know, and eventually, like, eventually we're going to catch a fish. And we're like, no, maybe you should, like, wait a minute. 
They should borrow Marvel's fish finder. They yeah, really clearly. Need a fish I mean, finder. Yeah, but like Marvel's got like a fishing boat. You know, like they're catching <laughs> all the fish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so they've got the radar. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> pinging every fish. So I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I do think that Joaquin Phoenix could do a crazy good Joker. Um, the that. He, you know, he might not be up there with, like, the A-list celebrities anymore nowadays, really. I mean, his popularity has definitely waned from the days of, like, say, I don't know. Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> or uh, what was it? Walk the Line. Um, was oh, yeah. The Johnny Cash movie was so good. But Walking Phoenix, that dude has such a, signs. a range. He has such a range of acting. Like, he is such a good actor. Like, if you guys haven't checked any out any of his, like, smaller stuff, um, or... It, I'd, I'd have to I'd have to look back into it because it's been a long time but there was an article about remember like when he went crazy and he grew a beard for like three years yeah and but he ended up saying something crazy about it like it was just for like it was like a method acting thing mm-hmm. like he was just like acting like the entire time but it was like for like three years or like I don't even know how many years he had that beard and he was being all nutty like mm-hmm. but he said there was like a reason behind why he did it and I was just like oh so he didn't go off the rails but like he he has a very interesting and strange mind, and I think he would be a perfect fit for Joker. I think he could really do it. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely do agree. I will say though that the Joker's very uh, like a, a very controversial character overall. You got to be careful with that character. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking at the like Heath Ledger, you know, he well, went all in, and then yeah. you know it, it was a very tragedy. And then Jared Leto, look what happened during freaking uh, Suicide Squad, where he kind of went nuts and started sending all the cast, like, okay, that's dead own, rats and That's weird... his own fault for being an ass, and he's reading too much into the Joker. Okay, he's reading too much into the whole, the whole Joker mystique thing, and he, like, he like he had this idea in his head that like, that's what he had to do to truly, truly get into the role. I mean, sure, Heath Ledger shot himself into a hotel room for a while, and, and, pra- and like, that's all he did was practice being the Joker and reading about the Joker. Um, but I mean, Heath Ledger is a totally separate issue. He he was having problems sleeping, anyways. Um, he was always like that, and and people were saying like he he was having that problem for like a long time before the Joker came along. And people just read into it too much, and especially with like uh, Jack Nicholson was like, I told him, I told the kid that Joker gets into your mind. So, like he he said that in some interview somewhere, and like I was just like, oh my god, how dare you! So I, I think that I think that uh, Jared Leto was just being an ass and maybe tried a little too hard. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I think Joaquin Phoenix could do good. My point is Joaquin Phoenix could do a good job, and uh, I would be so interested to see what his take on it could be. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, he definitely has a wide range of acting. Yeah. I mean, he's been in quite a few different movies, for, from like comedy up to, all the way to horror. So. Oh yeah, it's always something different with him. So uh, it could be super cool, and I hope it's not like just a rumor. I hope it's real. Yeah, no, I definitely that'd be pretty awesome. I I think. Now let me ask you this question before we move on from uh, this: uh-huh. Would you rather see Jared Leto come back as the Joker, or would you rather see Joaquin Phoenix? If they had to, if they okay. had to choose like, one, or the like, if I was gonna like drop one and do like a tank full of piranhas. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that's a hard question for me. Okay, so because I really enjoyed, I enjoyed Jared Leto's performance as the Joker, and I'm curious to know more because we because of how little we got to see of him. But ultimately, if I had to pick between the two, I think Joaquin Phoenix would be way more interesting. Um, I mean, I, I liked the 
the style and the vibe of Leto's Joker, but just from based on an actor perspective, like who I would be more interested in, I would have to be interested in Joaquin Phoenix, I think. Yeah, no, I, I I would have to agree with that as well. I really did like Jared Leto as the Joker, but yeah, he was a little too out there for me. Which I know the Joker's really crazily out and, there. And but... I liked his Joker; like he, it was not a bad Joker. Like he did a good job, you know, absolutely. But I just think that, like I said, Walking Phoenix, I think would be way more interesting to see. Um, but again, like I said, though, I I want to see more about Jared Leto's Joker because he was so crazy out there having like you know a grill and like tattoos on his forehead and just like all sorts of craziness you know like it was really interesting to see it in suicide squad so i i do definitely i hope that there's more i hope that they don't just drop jared leto yeah i guess it would be my my big thing um but i also want dc to like pull it together and decide what to on what they're doing would be nice. no doubt yeah they need to stop relying on wonder woman and and what oh, is our next okay. biggest thing? That is, I'm glad you just said Wonder Woman because this is something I want to talk about because we were talking about it earlier um, about DC specifically. Um, do, do you think DC is is trying to ride on the successes like when uh, when Warner Brothers has a success with say like Captain America or Thor Ragnarok specifically? which was a very 80s uh, neon lighting, 80s synth music, and now Wonder Woman is set in 1984. I don't think that they're going to obviously like follow that, really. Like It's not going to be like crazy music or crazy neon lights everywhere, you know, like that. But I can't help but notice that that's there, that it, they, they specifically picked 1984. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like they're pulling from the same vein, which those two characters, though, if you go back, I mean, for anybody who knows anything about, you know, Captain Captain America and Wonder Woman, they're almost pulled from the same vein. Like, they're almost the, the same exact character. One's a male, one's a female, and one's, like, like, super strength, and, I mean, I guess they're both almost super strength, but, so, I mean, it's almost the same character set in different times, like, especially during the World War II scene of, uh, Wonder Woman, the whole time I was thinking to myself, like, is Steve Rogers just, you know what I mean? Just imagine the Captain America the shield, shield just flying, flying out of right? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that'd be amazing. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, it, there's a lot of similarity in characters from DC to Marvel. So, I, I mean, I, I don't see how they couldn't not have similarities. I just, you know I mean? wonder if that's not, like, I, I feel like that's too weird of a coincidence to be a coincidence. I feel like somebody was like, hey, 80s, that could be a good theme. Um, whereas, well, like, I mean, oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. The, the only the only reason I think there's a huge 80s train right now is if you look at the success of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. like season two Stranger Things, right? Uh-huh. Everything pop culture 80s. Right. Right? And people were obsessed with it. People were going back, looking through, trying to find all the little hidden 80s things. And then you got Thor Ragnarok that comes out, completely throws everything on the ground for right. 80s. And then it just... And then you have Ready Player One, right? Throws okay. in a bunch of nostalgia stuff, um, but it's just one. Of, it, so, do you think this is like more of like a like a, a genre revival, like a time period? It, it's become popular. You know, like time periods become popular and then they go away. Um, do you think that's kind of like what we're experiencing then? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not so much Marvel as it is. It's just that time period is popular. Yeah, I think it's just a a whole cultural thing. I feel like all of us as a whole are like reliving the '80s. Like we're we're pulling that back. I mean, next next podcast, I'm gonna be wearing one of those uh, the sweatbands. I'm gonna get (laughs) you know like they used to dress in the '80s, or maybe I'll get like 
Or maybe I'll just get like a leather jacket. Maybe bell bottoms, and I'll have like a. That's, that's not freak- eighties. Oh yeah, bell bottoms in the eighties. What's wrong? Jk, with you? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> So if we're doing that though, if um, my ultimate '80s thing, if 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 that's becoming popular again, where's Tron Three? Where's Buckaroo Banzai? I don't they care about Buckaroo Banzai. Buckaroo no, Banzai. make Tron Three. <laughs> I want another Tron movie. I'm sorry. It's I been... actually had heard that they were going to make a continuation of Tron Legacy, uh-huh. where where then Korra was going to be. Korra was going to be the uh, like in the real world, so then everything they like were, somehow they got halted. Yeah, that's the thing though is they need to do that film because I would love to see what happens when you put Tron in the real world. You know, you take the grid and put it into the uh, you know the world. Okay, so and actually, what the rumor was about the movie was that that since like uh, what was his name Sam had brought Korra into the real world. That they were gonna that the the big threat was gonna be. I mean, they were gonna spend some time on the grid in the next movie, but the, the, the rumor was was that they were the the bad guys in the grid, like whoever it ended up being, um, or maybe bad guys in real life, figured out how to bring people from the grid into the real world, and that was gonna be the threat. There was that most of the movie is gonna be in the real world, and that kind of stuff was gonna be in the real world, and I think that'd be so cool. Um, but I like I haven't heard anything about it, and like it's been so long though now. I mean, it's been like how many years? Like ten years almost. Like it has been quite a while. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like are those actors? I mean, I guess you could just I, say it's I been will, a while. I will like, tell you this though: Disney definitely has not done riding that train. And the only reason why I know this for a fact mm-hmm. is because anybody who follows Disney parks, like Disney theme parks, they're bringing the uh, Tron Light Cycle coaster. They started it over in Shanghai, they're bringing it to Paris, and then they're also bringing it to Florida. So why invest that much money in a Tron light cycle coaster if you're if this is a trilogy that just is kind of fading into the past? Right. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you the only person on Earth that knows where certain rides are at any given time in the world. He is the only person I've ever met that follows theme park rides and knows where they are. And it like blows my mind every time you know stuff like that. I can't believe it. So I just like to point that out. Maybe I should start a theme park blog. You could. I mean, you. I, I mean, obviously, you're the knowledgeable person on the subject. So I think that wouldn't be a terrible idea. Hey, you could do like a weekly thing on it, or monthly, or something. <laughs> Let us know down in the comments below. Is that something you'd be interested in seeing? Oh, and anybody is curious, um, as far as anybody watching the podcast goes, um, the reason it almost looks like I'm in the same room with Tyfly is I'm going to be totally honest. I bought my wife. We, me and my wife bought a new computer for her yesterday, and my room's a disaster right now. Like, there's a computer over here. There's a giant box over here. There's like stuff everywhere, and I don't want to clean. So I busted out my green screen, and I was just like, "Hey, this works." <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys do like this, let me know because I'll keep doing it, and it makes my life a lot easier because I don't ever have to clean again, at least while I'm doing <laughs> the podcast. But um, I don't even remember what we were talking about now, honestly. Jared Leto and Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. Oh, yeah. kind of got way off topic. No doubt. We're, like, we're talking about theme park rides <laughs> and Tron. Okay, yeah. so one thing I want to talk about, and um, because I'm so flabbergasted and just, I like, I don't understand why this is popular. Uh, and, and maybe somebody in the comments could explain this to me. Apparently, Logan and Jake Paul is going to fight with KSI. And for anybody that you don't know, 
Um, these are YouTubers. I'm sure most of you know who Logan Paul is. Um, even if you don't watch him, just based on that whole uh, Suicide Forest video controversy um, from uh, from last year or whatever. Um, but they're they're gonna fight. They're gonna box. Like I don't I don't get it, dude. Like what's what's yeah, it's it's a boxing match. So KSI and uh, did a boxing match last year with Joe Weller, uh-huh. um, and that was a pretty big thing. Like it was a huge. Uh, it was the most concurrent watched live stream on YouTube in history, or something like that. Nice. It was it was insane. So they were thinking they're going to capitalize on this. Uh-huh. Like let's capitalize on this hardcore, and let's get the biggest YouTubers on YouTube, right? Because at the time when this all started, they were the biggest YouTubers. I don't understand how you can still say that they are, but I mean, you have uh, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, KSI, and then KSI's brother, Deji, which uh-huh. is a comedy shorts gamer. So all four of them are going to be boxing each other. Uh, so, I mean, I, it's definitely going to be a huge, I think it is definitely going to be a huge thing. I'd be interested to see like how huge it gets compared to the KSI Joe Weller fight, because I think a lot of people are going to tune in. It, Personally, I have nothing against any of these guys, okay? So don't take anything I say I uh, offensively. I do. But I, I would love, love to see Jake Paul and Logan Paul get knocked out, okay? <laughs> I, I just, I, I have to see it. So, but a lot of people are saying that KSI, I don't know. It's just, oh, I don't know. Okay, so here, listen to this. Some people are willing to pay up to $600 a pop for a ticket to this stupid thing. Six hundred dollars? Are you kidding me, dude? Like I and, and if any of you haven't, okay, if any of you don't understand where I'm coming from, perspective-wise, what you need to do is you need to hop on YouTube, go watch PewDiePie's video about KSI and Logan Paul. It's like it's KSI Logan Paul versus Logan Paul, like the cringe edition or something like that, and and just watch it, and it'll show you all the cringiest moments of their of their trash talking each other and all this stuff and. It's embarrassing, dude. Like I don't get it. Like I I just don't get it. I don't understand why people are interested in this. I think it's stupid. Um I just think it's dumb. I, yeah, it actually if you scroll back up just a little bit uh-huh. right there, it actually talks about um right here KSI's last match against a YouTuber Joe Weller was a terrible bout featuring participants with no finesse or proper form to speak of. They don't. So have, they're basically they don't yeah. Box. I, they don't know how to box. Yeah, neither of them are boxers, but these guys decided because they're YouTubers and they had beef. Let's go ahead and box each other in the ring, and you know it did pay off in the long run because of the you know the history of putting on live shows with the concurrent watchers. So I mean, I what they this. tried to do did work. I get but it. I, I, I get mean, it. Is I get it, something... it. From a financial and popularity standpoint, I get it, but I hate it. I, I agree, but I think, it's the, so I, think I think the second you see like Logan Paul or Jake Paul get knocked out, you're just gonna be like, "This is the greatest thing ever." <laughs> I mean, sure, if you want to, yeah, no, it, like honestly, like that that part, if I saw like Logan Paul get knocked out, like that'd be that'd be worth watching, like that part of the fight. But like just this whole like this whole like they're trying to talk tough and talk trash and act like this is a real fight, like. Like they do in the MMA or, or in boxing, like like get out of here, man. I mean, come it's on. It's all for fun. You're it's a YouTuber. All, I... Like get out. I, I get it's a show. I get I get it. I get it. But like, you really expect me to think that like, like I, how am I supposed to take this seriously? 
Well, especially the first opening part when KSI comes up to confront Logan Paul and he does the whole like run up thing and people are trying to like pull them back away from each other. Oh, when he like hit but his he, bandana he just ab- he elbowed him. He just like ran up and elbowed. Like, oh, or, uh, used oh, his shoulder. I saw the article. It was like KSI punches Logan Paul and it yeah, was like he just brushed thinking, him with no, his he elbow. He just, yeah, he, he just rushed him. Like, yeah, it was, it was so dumb. Yeah. But if you watch that part of the, the clip, when you see it, you're just all like, I mean, you can tell that they're both joking. Like, this is just a joke to them. Oh, sure. And, and like I said, obsessed. If any, like I said, even if you guys don't watch PewDiePie, that video alone is worth watching. Just to just to watch this, those highlight clips of the cringy parts of this fight. I, I really genuinely do recommend you go search out and find it because it's, it's pretty funny. Um, speaking of other YouTubers... Uh, I wanted to just just Speaking touch on this. Pe- Pewdie pack. Uh, well, <laughs> well, that that was for in a minute. But oh, gotcha. I, okay. I wanted to talk about. Um, so a mouth to hell has opened this weekend at, Tan- at Tanacon, a fire festival for the YouTube set. So I don't entirely understand this story, um, but I guess a YouTuber named Tana Mongi- Mongo Mongao uh, Tana Mongo tried to run her own. Uh, convention, like, you know, like how they had, like, VidCon this week, where people can go meet the YouTuber, like, meet famous YouTubers. Um, she ran her own con at the same time. And I guess it was just a, like, a, a, a shit show? Like, yeah, a giant shit show. <laughs> yeah, that's the only word for it, really. Is that, like, I, I saw these videos, people are screaming refund, people are standing in a hallway, like, there's nothing going on, there's no food, like, it I, I guess from what you said, it got a little better at one point, but I guess this whole thing was like a disaster. Well, well no, it, it wasn't that it got better. <laughs> it was that the first people who were able to get into TanaCon uh-huh. actually said that it was enjoyable and it was fun. So for the first like five hours of the event, like people were actually being able to meet people, like there was stuff actually happening and it seemed like things were kind of on the up and up. Oh, okay. So then, here's the then, line to TanaCon. Yeah, it like, was insane. It was like wrapped around the whole parking lot. But it's because the venue she rented was tiny. Oh my god! Look at that. This is crazy. Oh, that white. My that's the front, right? The white. Is that the convention center? No. Oh, no. I was gonna say that's a tent. This is a hotel. No, I get it, but like, like, why, dude? <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't understand this. Well, it's because they only planned on having... So this is what happened, okay? Uh And I I mean, Tana can be blamed for the whole thing. (laughs) What happened was she had tweeted out saying, hey, you know, buy these tickets. So people paid, you know, 70 bucks or whatever to get Uh these exclusive VIP tickets. And then what happens is, I guess apparently what had happened is a bunch of other people also got those tickets. So people who didn't have tickets were able to get in for free. The biggest thing was saying, hey, you don't have to pay to come to TanaCon. You can come for free. Right. But then people were paying this like 70, 60 to 70 bucks or whatever it was, um, saying that they were going to get like extra added stuff. Right. You're going to the, the, like a bag with a bunch of crap in it that oh, was going to cost that, more than the was like a, and like stuff. Con, it, was, it had like a condom yeah. and like some it, other stuff. It was like, yeah, pretty stupid the, stuff the, that, the that definitely did not equal like the cost like of the tickets, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I guess this was because she she couldn't get a creator pass at Com or VidCon. Yeah, she basically was pissed off at VidCon <laughs> from last year because she wasn't a 
um, like a basically featured a, a featured creator. Like, hey, we didn't invite you to come, but you came anyways. Um, and, and, you know, it, for any of you who watched, you know, Philip DeFranco, I think he kind of put this in a good light saying that, like, you know, creators, like, if you look in the past, you know, when they had, like, Jake Paul or Logan Paul would show up, they weren't invited. They just showed up. And then what happens, you know, 50,000 kids start bum-rushing this one area, and all right. of a sudden you have this huge, like, it just it just a huge hazard could right. happen, which did end up happening when Logan Paul went there because he's like, I hit a hundred million or a hundred thousand dollars somewhere, and like you know, go find it, and everyone just went nuts. Uh-huh. So they had to shut it down. But that that kind of stuff, you know, when you have somebody like Tana Mongu who like has like millions of subscribers but doesn't get invited, and then gets pissed off. This is what happens, you know. Well, a, they can't. You know, they can't invite, they can't invite uh-huh. everybody. Everyone sucks in. They can't invite everybody, but the, to me, this sounds like poor planning, poor execution, um, and it. Yeah, just the whole thing. And again, also, I know you said like Phil DeFranco uh, did a video on this, but it sounds like uh, PewDiePie also did a video on this as well. Um, oh, here we go. Here's some of the pictures. Um, so there's the Tana condom. Uh, one of the <laughs> I paid seventy dollars for a condom. Uh, here's, from what I understand, the the entire event center is this hallway. And that's that's basically what it sounded like. This is, is what it was to me. Uh, maybe this isn't the entire thing, but this is most of it. Yeah, they said it was a major, like a, a big hallway, and then there was this room, that picture up there at the top where it looked like there was performances happening. There was that room, uh-huh. and then there was a couple other rooms where it was just for creators, so people to meet people. So it, I mean, the from from what it said though, there was only capacity of like. 2,000 people could be held by the hotel, uh-huh. and twenty something like 20,000 people showed up. Oh, my God. What a disaster. Which is, yeah, a crazy disaster. Like, ugh. And then, on top of it, if it doesn't get any worse than this, right, then freaking Tanamangu takes to freaking, you know, Twitter and everything, saying, oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm so sorry for everybody. I want to help everybody with, like, refunds and paying for your, you know, whatever, whatever I can do to help you, hotels, plane, airfare, like all that stuff. Right. And then there was a release from Good Times, which is Good Times is the company that ended up like kind of throwing this all together. They had their name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up releasing an article. First, people were saying that there was going to be no refunds for this event. And then Good Times ended up re-releasing a statement saying, you know, hey, we're going to offer refunds, but only until June of next year. But they're trying. But a lot of people are saying that this is just a ploy for them to hope that people don't basically demand refunds. Right. I I feel like it was because somebody probably like they were going to get their damn bur- building burned down if they didn't offer refunds. People were pissed. You can't piss off twenty thousand people. Also, if you ever have something to say. Um, on social media, like, you should never take to Twitter to say it, honestly. Uh, and this is going back to Tana. Uh, because what I have noticed about Twitter is, like, it's like Facebook, but everyone hates you. It's, like, the place where everybody, like, nobody gives a shit about what they say. Nobody has to be, like, politically correct. And people just say, like, whatever they want on Twitter. It's, like, super crazy. Um, so Twitter is never a good place to, like, post up because it's really terrible. Speaking of Twitter, I, I mean, like, this is just a perfect example, and I, and I just saw this tweet, I just wanted to share it and pull it up. Um, if you do watch, like, PewDiePie, he does a segment, uh, called Pew News, and he, he 
basically frames himself as a reporter, and lately he's been calling himself Poppy Harlow. And Poppy Harlow is an actual reporter on CNN. And basically, from what I can see, like, all of her tweets, she made this just random tweet about watch this video, um, blah, 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 about Forbes. And that's not really my point. My point is all the comments for Poppy Harlow or hi, Poppy, I really enjoyed Pew News today. Bring back bonus meme. When's the next meme review? Like, this poor lady. <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> honestly, man, like, like, all of the tweets under here, like, there's not a single one that actually says anything about like what she does as a, as a reporter or the, or the article she's posting. Like I'm surprised she even has a Twitter account at this point. It's, it's really bad. I love it. I think it's amazing and great. I don't, I don't necessarily think PewDiePie meant for this to happen. No, my goodness. I love it. His, you know, as he, as he says, you army of nine year olds, like they always do this kind of stuff. Like, like I almost feel like this is why Gloria Borger, I think she like quit her job. Or something like that. And so I feel like this is why, though. She was probably getting, like, harassed nonstop. Um, look at, even this one right here. Congrats on the baby and being the new anchor of Pew News. Wish you all the happiness. So semi-serious, but also not. Um, <laughs> but this is my whole point. Case in point. Like, don't go on Twitter. It's a bad place to be. Um, you should never go there. Um yeah, uh, to follow that up, uh, follow us on Twitter, everybody. MG Knights. Yeah, you can follow the MG Knights Twitter. Um, I also have, I also am on Twitter at uh, T Rec eighty seven. Um, uh, so definitely follow us there if you just feel like seeing just nonsense in general. Um, also, so one little thing I quickly there's a couple articles I wanted to get to before we run out of time here. Um, GameStop, it sounds like, is maybe looking into getting bought out. Um, I think they're in some financial uh, troubles, and it sounds like it sounds like they're really, really struggling. I mean, their market value right now, compared to a decade ago, is right now it's 1.42 billion, which sounds like a lot of money. But a decade ago, it was 9.4 billion dollars. And, and to, to highlight that. Um, Exactly about a decade ago, um, game sales were 80% physical, 20% digital. And over the last 10 years, it's gone to where game sales are 80% digital and 20% physical. So it's completely reversed. Um, I don't know how I feel about if GameStop like got bought out, would they just get, get taken? Do you, what do you think would happen if they got bought out? Do you think they'd just go out of business? Or do you think they'd like, what do you think they would do? Try to change like their medium entirely and not really do games well, wouldn't be the focus? So the, the biggest thing overall with that, I mean, we've, we've had a couple conversations regarding GameStop overall. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, GameStop is definitely evolving hugely because of those numbers. I mean, if we, you've seen in the last, like, you know, just since when those numbers were 2080 and now it's completely opposite right. today of digital. So they had to change up their game plan. And I think for them going into, you know, figurines and pops and and other stuff like that, like they definitely tried to make a good push at it. And uh -huh. if they're not making enough money that they're losing 39% of their decline in market share, I mean, that's that's kind of a huge number. Where are they going to pull that back from? Now, on the other hand, when it comes to used games, I don't think that market will ever not be a thing. And the only way that they'll ever not have that, the only way physical discs will ever disappear is if everything goes to digital. Right. Which I don't foresee people not wanting to own a physical disc because I myself still find myself wanting 
to own the physical copy of something. You know, what's funny is I, I used to absolutely be like that. Like I liked having a disc and all that, but over the years I found that it's just honestly just easier for me to get a digital copy. And, and not to mention like the fact that like it, if a game's coming out and I want to play it that night, I want to play it at midnight right away, right when it's available. Um, I don't want to have to go to GameStop, pick it up at midnight, go home, install the game, wait an hour, and then play the game. You know, like I want to be able to like have it preloaded on my Xbox, ready to rock and roll that night. And I think a lot of people are probably uh, of that mindset to where it's just easier now to get uh, a digital copy. But um, yeah, I just think I think eventually digital or physical games are going to go away. But I think that it's still going to be another, you know, there, there will. It'll, I think it's going to be another ten years before that we really see it's like just minuscule. But, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, it's. I don't know, man. I, I just, I agree with you as far as it goes for digital. Like, I have been buying a lot of digital, like Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Uh You know, World War Two, like that was digital. Um, it freaking when I bought Destiny, that was digital. Like right. a lot of games I've been buying have been digital. I buy almost exclusively digitally now. Like uh, there's it, very few games I don't. And your point does make sense that like sure I don't want to wait till midnight or I don't even have to leave my house now. Which I mean nowadays it seems like you don't have to leave your house for freaking anything. Groceries, know, video great. games. That's like awesome. it, you can be the laziest sad sack on the planet, but when you when you have the freaking internet, you're the bee's knees. Oh yeah, dude! So, I love it. Like the UPS guy comes to my house almost every day. Like I'm sure you made he, friends with him yet. <laughs> I have not. I'm sure he hates me, um, just because I'm always out of the way and it's always like some tiny ass package. I like like tomorrow, like I, I I got a different case fan for Caitlin's computer, for example, and it's just like a a light up fan, like it's rainbow colored or whatever. You can change the colors, um, just to kind of complete the whole accent on her computer. But again, that'll be like the fourth time this week he's been to my house, and it's for something I paid like seven dollars for, or it was more than seven dollars. It was, but it doesn't really matter. Is that I'm sure he hates me. I guess is my point. But yeah, I mean, like we really don't have to leave our house these days. I mean, really, I mean, like you can you can order your groceries online at Walmart and just like go pick them up and go back home. You can even have somebody bring your groceries to you if you really want to pay for that. Like, like you don't have to leave your house like at all. And it's a crazy world we live in. Can you like this wasn't this wasn't a thing ten years ago. This wasn't a thing twenty years ago, like at all. Like you had to leave your house. And nowadays that they're making it to where like I don't know. We're all turning. It's turning to Wally. We're all going to be on like a giant spaceship soon, and we're going to be we're going to be fat <laughs> as hell, and we're just going to float around on our hover chairs, and it's going to be the end of things. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of swimming in a pool, we're all just going to be by the poolside staring at it, being like, "How nice would it be to yeah, be in that on water?" Our, like on our phones or our, our, our like virtual reality hollow lens Tablet things thing, that yeah. just like feeds information directly into my eyeball. Like that shit's going to happen in ten years. Like come back in ten years, watch this, and I'll be a hundred percent correct. But um, anyway, we are like totally running out of time. Just real quickly though, one last thing I just want to just mention briefly. Uh, for anybody out there that is a gamer, um, uh, specifically a PC gamer. So rumors have been abound very recently that the next generation of NVIDIA uh, GPUs is coming out, um, which is always exciting, and hopefully it'll you know push graphic card prices down for at least like the last generation, like the 1000 series. Um, and it was originally pegged, like the, the rumor mill was saying, like July. 
And then the rumor mill starts saying August. And now it's starting to sound like August, maybe probably more like September. And I guess a big reason for that is uh, NVIDIA got forced to take back like 300,000 GPUs that had already shipped off to manufacturers. So that's a huge return for them. And, and they got to figure, I'm, they obviously just want to like sell through their inventory before they release their new GPUs. So um, I, I have a quick question. Yes. Do, do you happen to know why? Like, why did they return 300,000? Because, well, here's the thing is, is crypto, crypto mining uses almost exclusively uses your graphic card um, for performance. And so, and with the crypto mining took like a huge rise in the last year, you know, like everybody and their dog was mining crypto, you know, and it's kind of a start. And so like graphic card prices, dude, like, um, I wonder if I can pull up like a chart, uh, like graphic card prices, uh, like shot up like crazy. Um, the last like 12 months. here you can see it on this little chart here I don't know how good anybody's gonna be able to see this but like look at January of 2018 like it went from like 150 almost $200 like up to $300 the higher end GPS were going from like six or seven hundred dollars up to like a thousand dollars it was super crazy and and so like GPUs were selling faster than they could keep them in stock, and so like everybody was ordering like a ton of them, and now that market is kind of cooling off because everybody's kind of like, oh, maybe crypto mining isn't. And also, graphic card companies are coming out with with graphic cards specifically for crypto mining, and so you don't necessarily have to buy like a gaming graphic card anymore. And so that market's kind of cooling off, and so now all these manufacturers had all these extra GPUs, and so they just like shipped them back to Nvidia. Whereas a lot of times, you know, they say, you know, like, well, yeah, we'll buy this many from you, but whatever we don't sell, you're taking back, you know, and this is the case, I think. And so now NVIDIA is going to want to get rid of these GPUs before they launch their next line of GPUs. I mean, they're, they're in no rush. Like the thousand series of GPUs are great. It's just been a while since they've had anything new. So, uh, yeah, this is really kind of more for the tech heads out there, I guess. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because I'm really excited to see the new uh, the new NVIDIA GPUs come out. I'm really excited to see, hope, to see that, that hopefully that would drive the price of the other GPUs down a little bit. And I'm hoping that it kind of stabilizes the market a little bit more. Well, maybe uh, it'll drive the, price, the computer prices down. <clears throat> like, like, when you're getting a sale on a GPU and they're like, it's on sale for like MSRP, for like the manufacturer's suggested retail price, and that's our sale. You're like, what? Like that's that's how crazy it is. They're like, yep, it's only two forty nine. That's the price it should have been in the first place, but because demand is so high, you're making it like four hundred dollars, and people are buying it. Like it's 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 been ridiculous, dude. Like there, when I got my computer originally, I was looking into getting a, a new graphic card because my computer had like a great processor and everything, but the graphic card wasn't the greatest. And I ended up getting like a mid range graphic card. I got like a ten fifty Ti, like just a very adequate graphic card for gaming. Um, nothing special though. And it ended up costing me like $300. This is like a $150 graphic card. And it just, it makes me like ill almost that like I paid so much for it, but like I really just wanted it. Um, so anyways, I'm curious to see what this does. Um, if you guys do, just out of curiosity, uh, and you guys in the comment, I don't know if any of you guys really do follow tech stuff. Um, if you do, let me know if you guys want us to talk a little bit more about tech type things. Um, as far as like, you know, like we could talk about like Apple products or we could talk about like computer gaming, um, 
if you guys are into that kind of stuff, let us know because we would love to cover that kind of stuff too and just kind of add it to the podcast and give us a, a bigger variety of things to talk about. Um, so yeah, uh, is there anything else you really want to talk about, dude? Um, I think that was it. Okay. I think that's all we really had. I mean, uh, people, I I mean, kind of, uh, you know, just kind of touching on point from the last uh, three podcasts, people are still losing their shits over Rick on The Walking Dead. Other than that, though, uh, I think we're good. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you can definitely talk about that on your own time. It's okay. I'll just just mention it every time. Until I tell him, like, yeah, I watched Walking Dead, which is never going to happen. One of these days, you're going to, like, sign up for the Skype call, and you're going to see Calvin in my chair, and then you're going to be so excited because you guys can talk about it for hours. Um, So that's it for today, guys. Um, Just real quickly, just so you guys know, any of of those of you that are watching us on YouTube, just want to throw it out there. You can also listen to our podcast on SoundCloud if you want. Um, as well as the iTunes store. So you just search out MG Nights or MGK Podcast. You'll find us on there. Um, and I feel like there was something else I was really supposed to plug, but I can't remember what it is. So I'm just going to leave it with that. So that's it for today, guys. Um, have a great, hope you have a great day, and uh, we'll speak again soon. Yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. And always remember, stay awesome. <laughs>